Hello, and this week on The Ranklist, I have got a very special guest with me. She is called Lucy, and as always, we are going to be just jumping straight into it. So here is Lucy uh, introducing the theme of this week's Ranklist. Especially excited for this week because the theme that you've chosen is an especially good one. So why don't you let us know what uh, theme uh, we are going to be using to uh, make our list this week. Sure. So this week I have chosen Tom Hanks films. And I just think like Tom Hanks is such a legendary actor and like everybody should, you know, watch his filmography and everybody should love Tom Hanks because like what's not to love? <laughs> um, I just think he's had such a diverse um like set of films that he's been in and I just thought it would be really cool to kind of go through them with you yeah I think like if you haven't heard of Tom Hanks where where have you been yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> let's get on with it and we're going to start off with number five so why don't you go ahead and uh, kick it off sure so my number five is a beautiful day in the neighborhood I don't know if you've seen this one well funnily you should say that because my number five is also A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. Oh, brilliant. Well, that's great. It's worked out quite well. But I'll, I'll let you uh, start off sure. with why you picked it first and then, then we'll discuss yeah. further. Yeah, sure. So I um, I saw this at London Film Festival, you know, back when we could actually go to festivals and when that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was just really captivated by it because, I, to be honest with you, I wasn't, I wasn't that familiar with Fred Rogers because it wasn't really a thing in the UK. Um, yeah. So I, was, I wasn't really sure what to sort of expect. And I just thought it was such a wholesome film. Tom Hanks was absolutely wonderful. I actually went away and I watched a, a Fred Rogers documentary and I was, I was quite captivated by just how accurate his portrayal actually was. Um, and I just thought it was a lovely film. I cried about three times. <laughs> and there's that, that lo lovely scene with the silence in the restaurant is, just, is always going to stay with me. And I just think it was such a, it's such a joyous film. And I think everybody should have the chance to, to watch it if they can, because it's just, it's, it's going to put a smile on your face. And it's, it's a really like lovely story about friendship and it's just a lovely like tribute to Fred Rogers. So yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, he is absolutely incredible in it. I think mm -hmm. um, it's almost like the epitome of his career, isn't it? It's like kind of yeah. where it's all been leading to in a way, I suppose, in terms of, you know, just how, incredible the characterization is and I, I have to echo what you said about the whole thing about it maybe not resonating as much with us because you know we, we live in the UK we don't really know who Mr Rogers is or, or we hadn't mm -hmm. done before we watched the film because obviously it's a lot more of an American thing our kids TV is like wildly different to kids TV in America um, yeah. but again yeah it, it, I think you go for the the Tom Hanks performance and you just completely stay for the Tom Hanks performance as well. Like, it's just amazing. Yeah, I totally agree. He, he really just kind of he captivates you from like the moment he's on the screen in this film. And there's a lovely sort of childlike joy to this film as well. Um, that you just, it, it's just, you can't not smile when you watch this film. Like, it's just, it's lovely. <laughs> it is. It is very wholesome. And it kind of came at that point as well. When it came out in UK cinemas, I know you probably saw it a bit earlier, but... Um, mm -hmm. it came at that point where everything was just kind of starting to, you know, break down and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So it was nice to just go in and kind of forget about everything for a couple of hours and just watch Tom Hanks have a lot of fun on screen. It was, it was really, really good. 
So that is number five. We're now going to move on to our worst picks. Um, <laughs> and I I struggled with this. I'm not going to lie. I, I really mm-hmm. struggled. I, there isn't many Tom Hanks films that I kind of go, no, that's not good, really. I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, he especially if you're just judging the film off of Tom Hanks. I don't, I don't think yeah. it's that, like... It's very difficult because he's kind of brilliant in everything he does, to be fair. But um, but I personally, for my worst pick, went with Larry Crown. Okay, that one I haven't seen, I, I must admit. So I'll, I, well, I'll head up. So it's a romantic comedy, right? It came out mm-hmm. in 2011. Um, and I remember, I pre- I'm pretty sure I probably watched it like when it came out because um, I was kind of around kind of 12-ish age that the film was, you know, you were able to go and watch it if you were kind of around that age. Um, yeah. It's a romantic comedy. And you you look, I mean, looking back at it, I wouldn't have thought of this when I was watching it when I was younger, but looking back at it, like the cast list is just like to- Tom Hanks, obviously. Uh, you've also got Julia Roberts, who mm-hmm. is obviously incredible. Uh, you've got Gugu Mbatha-Ra, uh, Brian Cranston is in this film as well. Uh, George Takei, and I think a very young Rami Malek as well is is in this wow. film. So, okay. like, you have got so many great people in this film, and it just just isn't that good. It's just not like oh. you know, as as I suppose as romantic comedies go, it's not the worst, but I mm-hmm. think it just kind of courses through. It's not. It's nothing groundbreaking. It's just kind of the same notes as any other generic romantic comedy. Um, and it's a real shame as well, because Tom Hanks also wrote and directed the film, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. Um, but I, I just think that maybe maybe his talents do definitely lie firmly in the acting rather than in in the other roles of, of a film production. But that's just my personal opinion anyway. Um, and again, yeah. like I said, it was still quite difficult to pick, but this is the one that stood out for me. Lucy, what is your worst pick? I had, I was in the same boat as you. It was very hard for me to, to choose one. Um, but I went with The Circle purely because this, the film is not very good. <laughs> um, it's it's not that he's not very good. It's just that the film itself is just, it's very hard to engage with it. It's a very sort of run-of-the-mill thriller. It's nothing groundbreaking a little bit like what you were saying about your pick as well. Um, have you seen this one? Yeah, I have. I have seen The Circle, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I mean, you know, a little bit like your pick, the, the cast list is incredible because, you know, you've got Hanks, obviously, and you've got Emma Watson, John Boyega, Karen Gillan, um, all these amazing people. It's just not good. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I just I wanted to love it because it sounded great, you know, sort of like shady CEO, this kind of like tech thing. And I just it's just not a good film, is it? It's just yeah, I just I, it didn't engage with it at all. I think it kind of had a great concept. And again, the cast was there mm-hmm. and it was kind of, yep. you look at the film and I remember when this first came out, like the hype around it as well was yep. quite huge because, you know, Emma Watson had done much. I think she'd just kind of, uh, this was, this was coming out actually before Beauty and the Beast, I think. Um, yeah. So Emma Watson hadn't done all that much since, since Harry Potter. So everyone was really excited for that. And then it was just kind of, no, this is not a good film. And I think, the, like, like, like I said, the concept was there, 
but I just don't think mm-hmm. it, it didn't land for me either to be honest I know I know it's based on a novel and I'm not sure if like the novel is also bad or if it's just a bad adaptation I'd be interested to to read the book and see what I think yeah I think that would definitely be interesting to see because I, I haven't read the book either I actually didn't know that it was adapted from a book but I think yeah. that would be definitely be interesting to see it's such a shame as well because it had like such such potential and like I'm just having a look at my notes and like you know Danny Elfman did the the soundtrack and all that so in, in theory it should have been good you know on like paper. it was the recipe to be a, exactly it's a recipe to be a good film and it just wasn't executed the way yeah. that I would have liked I hate it when that happens it's almost like mm-hmm. um do little from last year like, yeah yeah that definitely. was just another one of those on paper it looks absolutely incredible and then just in in practice it's no not not good at all no right anyway uh we're gonna move away from the negativity now and move back in mm-hmm. to the uh the list itself and we're gonna hit off with number four so why don't you take it away Yeah, uh, my number four is Castaway. Um, everyone's seen Castaway, you know, it's, it's one of those films. Um, and I was really struggling to rank this one because it's it's such an iconic film. Um, but I just think that the ones that I've chosen above this are a little bit better. But I just think Castaway is so memorable. You know, everyone remembers Wilson. It's just one of those iconic films. And if you haven't seen it, what are you doing, basically? See, so funnily enough, I actually hadn't seen this until quite recently i say quite recently i think <gasps> really? i watched it like last year oh, wow. so so well because okay. it um when did it come out i can't quite oh my gosh 2000 2000 it was yeah 2000 yeah yeah, yeah. So i yeah. think like when it first came out obviously i was only like three so it did it you know i was um and mm-hmm. I'd, I'd only i've only like recently started to properly get into watching all the films and i'm like kind of quite deep into now uh, a list of watching all these classic films that I've never seen before and obviously Castaway was one of mm-hmm. them um, yeah and because I remember one day looking at Tom like this was ages ago looking at Tom Hanks's filmography and going oh my god I've only seen Toy Story <laughs> like yeah. maybe a couple of others like this is really bad like Oh, it's, to, it's never to too late more. it's never too late well exactly you know, yeah you know once you've watched it you're, you're really happy that you have and I'm obviously incredibly glad, glad I watched Castaway I, I feel mm-hmm. like it is just one of those films isn't it it's got that notoriety like when you think or at least in my head when you think of films Castaway is probably one of the first films you think of yeah definitely and I think, you know, it's very memeable, you know, like I say, with Wilson. And yes. then there's like, you know, it's kind of like it's the it's the survival sort of, you know, genre. Kind of like, obviously, there are several survival films, but it's certainly at the top of like the better ones, I would say. Because it, it, um, it kind of, it knows how to balance like the humour with the, the not so funny moments, you know. And I just think, I just think it's just a perfect film, really. I, I, can't, I can't really fault it, if I'm honest. Yeah, exactly. And it's such a great um portrayal of like loneliness and kind of yeah. how mm-hmm. how being like that would affect you. And that's what Tom Hanks does so well in that film. And like yeah. you actually believe that Wilson is a real person. Like the fact that he mm-hmm. has such this kind of important relationship. And it it is is it, yeah, he's he's brilliant in it. I, I do love it. And I'm a big fan of Robert Zemeckis. We're gonna talk about Robert Zemeckis. Um, a yep. bit later as well but um but yeah 
That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, moving on to my number four. I, I, when I looked at this film on the on um, Tom Hanks' filmography, I thought, you know what? I can't not. I can't not. I can't not put this film on the list. It has to be <laughs> there. Uh, and so, in at number four for me is the Polar Express. Oh yes, yes, lovely film. Not only is it possibly one of my favorite Tom Hanks films. It's also, I think, what like one of, if not my favorite Christmas film of all time. It's so wonderful mm-hmm. and magical. Um, again, it's Robert Zemeckis um, and Alan yeah. Silvestri mm-hmm. as well. They always work together. It's always them three, seems to be, um, that work incredibly well together. But also, like in terms of Tom Hanks, like he really flexes his acting muscles in this film. Obviously, you know, playing more than mm-hmm. one role, and uh, yeah. I think it's an absolutely wonderful film um, and it's one that I will always watch. And I thought it can't be a list about Tom Hanks without this film. Yeah, it's, it's a lovely film, isn't it? And like you say, it's a, I mean, I don't know if he's ever played like multiple roles in other films, but it was certainly impressive that he lent his voice to so many in this one. Um, yeah. He's like the top build like actor, if you look at it on IMDb, like it's just he's really involved in this project. He, yeah, he plays them all. I mean, he plays um, mm-hmm. he plays the boy, he plays the uh, the conductor, he plays yep. Father Christmas. <laughs> I mean, literally all the main roles basically, uh, and yeah. and he does them all so well. And you would and like if you go into that film not realizing that Tom Hanks is in it, you don't you you wouldn't know. No, you really wouldn't. It's just it's just I want his talent. It's not fair. <laughs> he is incredible. There's nothing he that man talented. can't do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll also be talking about um, another of his voice acting ventures later on in the episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Anyway, so that was number four. Uh, now we're going to move on to number three. So Lucy, like, what's yes. on your third spot? Number three for me is The Burbs. So it's a black comedy film. And I just think that it's very different from the rest of the films on my list because it's just so wacky and ridiculous. And, you know, it's very sort of taking the mick out of like, you know, suburban America and sort of like, you know, like the little sort of like cul-de-sacs and all that. And he, you know, he he thinks that that his neighbours are like like in, in a cult and it's just, it's wild. Have you seen The Burbs? I haven't. So you're, you're, oh, you are going to have to it's, take... It's uh, wild. No, no this. problem. It, it, yeah, it's just so different to, to what he normally does. And he was, he was quite young in this. I think he was about 30, 31 or so. So it was one of his like earlier roles. And yeah, I, I don't really want to spoil it too much for you since you haven't seen it. But I just think it, if you love a black comedy, you're going to love this. Um, it's, it's really funny. It's very 80s, but I, I adore this and I would highly recommend it. Yeah, sure. I, I, I was just looking at the, uh, the, this kind of synopsis for it and it does mm-hmm. it definitely looks like equivocally 80s kind of film and yeah and the, the cast is also quite great as well oh Harry, definitely yeah yeah. harry fisher's in it uh, yes, Corey Feldman. Yes. yeah that looks cool yeah I, I, I'll, I'll have to give it a watch it's on amazon prime as well so uh, it, it is yeah it's readily available yeah it's definitely one of those i think you know um like I say, Tom Hanks has such a, a sort of good range, but I think that this is very, very different from the rest of the films. Like a lot of the ones that I'm going to touch on are quite emotional or quite like, you know, kind of 
not as wacky but this is probably like one of the craziest ones he's ever done and I think if you're a fan of like silly 80s like sort of comedy things and you'll definitely like this yeah because I think he's de- he you know he's definitely done more uh serious roles than he has on the other yeah, kind of sure. side of the spectrum mm-hmm. yeah I mean my, my number one is obviously very very serious so <laughs> I think it's yeah it's a good it's good light relief this one I would say so my number three, and I'm sure uh, one of these films will be on your list at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I mean, when you think of Tom Hanks, really, I mean, you probably think of everything, but one thing over any anything else that you think of is Toy Story. Yes, yes. I mean, you can't, you can't get away from it. He's one of his most iconic roles of all time. I mean, he'll always be related to that role, whether he likes it or not. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure he does. Uh, <laughs> uh, but mm-hmm. I, so I've I've kind of found over the past few uh, episodes that this film series is probably going to find its way onto multiple lists, like quite mm-hmm. a few lists, because it is just across the board, so amazing and I I wouldn't have a bad word said about any of them to be honest but Mm -hmm. one that I haven't one out of the series that I haven't mentioned or really talked about yet is what is at my number three and that is Toy Story 4 Mm -hmm. so that is my number three for for Tom Hanks now the reason I do this uh, that I put Toy Story 4 in at number three um, and I suppose you could say it's like kind of a representative for the rest of the franchise. You can, if I could, I would have put them all in there, you know, as, as a whole. But we, we can't, we can't cheat. We can't cheat that much. Uh, so the reason I put Toy Story Four at number three is because it's very much Woody's film. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like, definitely. definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the first one and the second one are very. You know, it's very ensemble. And I mean, I suppose the third one is as well. I mean, obviously they all are, but the fourth one definitely feels like it, obviously it has more of a focus on the toys more than the the humans that own them in that sense. Because obviously the, the first three yes. are very much about Andy um, and, and, and then obviously Bonnie towards the end of the third one as well. But mm-hmm. four, it's very much about the toys journey there isn't really much of Bonnie in, in, in the whole of the film. Um, and it's also about Woody coming to terms with the fact that kind of he has fulfilled his his job as a toy in, in that kind of sense. And mm-hmm. and I love the fact that Tom Hanks plays that so well because obviously, you know, he's been playing this character for nearly 30 years, um, which is crazy mm-hmm. to think <laughs> about. Um, and, you oh, know... I know. Mm-hmm doing the first two um, and they probably never realised how, quite how big it was going to be and how successful it was going to be. Um, and then obviously the third one where you kind of think, you know, right, this is goodbye. We're not really going to come back to it anymore. And then when the fourth one was announced, uh, I was jubilant, I, I, I must say. I, I thought, Me you too, know, yeah. I'm very much in the camp of the third one has such a perfect ending that it doesn't feel like there needs to be a fourth one. But I, mm-hmm. I, I've never been more happy to be wrong in my life. I was so happy with Toy Story 4. I thought it was so great. And again, it's about, it really is about the relationship between Woody and Buzz 
And that's why, you know, both Tom Hanks and Tim Allen both really get to shine through in the film. And, you know, towards yeah. the end is just like some of the most touching moments in the whole of the franchise, to be honest. And it, it almost felt like it was horrible mm. to have to say goodbye to them again, but it felt it felt a lot more fulfilling. Oh, definitely. I think Toy Story is one of those wonderful rare examples where each film in, in the franchise is good and equally as good because I'm one of these people that is a little bit of a skeptic when it comes to sequels or it comes to franchises because sometimes the quality can dip. But I think that really didn't happen with Toy Story. And I think Toy Story 4 is absolutely a worthy, you know, um, addition to the franchise. I, I loved it. I loved the way that it, it was, you know, in, in Toy Story 3, we sort of, you know, we saw Andy grow up, but the toys kind of had to accept that they were no longer, you know, needed in that way. And I think, you know, Woody, Woody really struggled with that. And it was just really good character development. I, I loved it as well, for sure. Yeah, and I think that that is what's so good about Toy Story 4 is the journey that Woody's mm-hmm. gone through and and like him coming to terms with accepting that that yeah. it, Bonnie doesn't need him specifically because mm-hmm. that's just not who she is. And obviously he's already served his purpose with Andy. And then moving on and and doing what he does at the, at the fun fair, which is, you know, equally as cool and, and, and just as fun. So we're going to move on now to number two. Um, why don't you let us know what it is? Yeah, so it's even more Toy Story. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is Toy Story 2 this time. Um, this is arguably my favourite one out of the franchise because, you know, it's the, it's the classic. It's the Al's Toy Barn. It's brilliant. You know, Woody's Roundup. It's, 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 there's a lot about Woody in this film, and I, I, really, I really enjoy it. I just think it's... It was one of the games. I think, I think it was a game on the on the PlayStation One or Two when I was younger, and I had like this game, and I was obsessed with it. It's just such a memorable film. I just absolutely adore it. And you know, you have Zerg and everything. Oh, I just I, I just love it a bit. I really do. It's just a wonderful film. It is over. I mean, we could literally just gush about Toy Story all day. Mm-hmm. At least I could, anyway. Like, oh, we could, just, we could. No, <laughs> so incredible. But no, I agree. Toy Story Two is is up there and it's also as well kind of like again coming out of a film that's so incredible as Toy Story you're kind Mm -hmm. of looking at it and going are they going to ruin it is it not going to be as good what's going to happen and you know obviously they just absolutely knocked it out of the park like everything about it is just so wonderful and you know there isn't a bad moment in the film I don't think and also again I think you're right in terms of like Woody's backstory that definitely does take a bit of a you know Mm -hmm. comes to the forefront and helps us learn about him a bit more so Tom Hanks does get to again kind of go a bit more in depth and you know shows a bit more emotion and all that kind of stuff so is it yeah I I absolutely love it just just all of them we'll just put (laughs) all of them in we'll we'll just cheat it yep it's it's true yeah (laughs) You know, I think it, it would have been so easy for the creators of Toy Story to just focus on Buzz Lightyear, and I'm really happy they didn't. You know, I feel that, you know, Woody gets a lot of their time, and, and so do most of the characters, actually. You know, you learn a hell of a lot about them as, as the series progresses, and that's a wonderful thing. You know, yeah. I, I have such affect, I have affection for all of them, even the, even the aliens, you know? Like, they don't really say much, but I adore them. <laughs> they, they do. They, so I mean, yeah, every character, however big or small they are in that franchise, they all just have 
a, a rounded, um, amazing bit of characterization. And they really do. They always mm-hmm. go through a foot, like you say, with the aliens, like when we first see them, and when they obviously, uh, you know, with the claw and all that kind of stuff, and then them them going into kind of Toy Story three as well. It's just so good, and and how you know the claw saves them in Toy Story 2 and then there's this full circle moment where they're the ones that save uh, all the other toys from mm-hmm. you know being melted in the trash compactor with a with a <laughs> albeit quite a lot bigger claw. <laughs> um yes <laughs> but yeah no you're right everything's just so well thought out and so wonderful and and Tom Hanks just absolutely makes it by playing one of the, the main roles. Mm-hmm, for sure. Okie dokie. So my number two um, is one of the first Tom Hanks films that I ever saw, right? Um, and mm-hmm. this was one of the Tom Hanks films that I had saw that wasn't Toy Story. Um, and that is Forrest Gump. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. I absolutely love Forrest Gump. I think it's absolutely wonderful film. Uh, Tom Hanks mm-hmm. is just amazing in it, I think. He's just so great. And again, it's that pairing again of him and uh, Robert Zemeckis um, that just seems to work so well in whatever film they work in. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just all the characters are wonderful. I mean, Bubba, oh, (laughs) you know, just so incredible. And one of my my favourite parts, I was uh, just kind of, researching up on it and I, I remembered a bit uh from towards the beginning of the film when he's talking about his childhood and how um a, a, a young elvis goes around to his house and mm-hmm. like they basically make it that forrest gump was the reason that he had the kind of wiggly leg dance going forward i thought that was just such like a cool moment like how they were kind yeah. of weaving him mm-hmm. into like history and it, i just it's just such a wholesome movie it's so nice to watch, and but it's also really emotional as well. Um, and like I said, Tom Hanks is just absolutely, absolutely brilliant in it. Yeah, I, I love this film too, and I think it's one of like the best depictions of you know disability as well. I think it's a very, a very good, well-rounded, respectful film, and I think that you know most people will have seen this or can at least quote the film. It's it's that iconic. Like even if you haven't seen Forrest Gump, you'll know some lines from it. You know. And exactly. it's, it's just a testament to how good this film is. Like, you know, everyone knows, like, the life is like a box of chocolates and whatever. You know, it's yeah. just so memorable. And I, yeah, it's, it's one of the many, many Tom Hanks films that makes me cry because he just has the ability to just make me cry. <laughs> you know, he's a very, he's very good at putting his all into performances and just making the audience, like, fall in love with his characters, really. Yeah, he's, he's so wonderful at, at, mm-hmm. at his job completely. Again, comes back to that like how talented he is is so great mm-hmm. for sure okie dokie so that was number two now before we go on to the big one and go on to our number one tom hanks film we're gonna have a little bit of an honorable mention which of course mm-hmm. is a film that we love that has Tom Hanks in it, but it didn't quite make the list. Uh, so okay. why don't you go ahead with your honourable mention? 
Sure, yes. So I have picked Apollo 13 for this one. I think as good as it is, it just the rest of the ones on my list are better, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know, sure. I don't know why. I just I just think that the thing is with um with Apollo 13, it's you know, you're you're very attached to like the main three actors. And I think as good as Tom Hanks is, I just think that, you know. A lot of the films that I've picked, he's very, you know, as a standalone performance, you know, with like Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and Castaway, it's all Hanks. And I just think with Apollo 13, it's more, you know, Kev Kevin Bacon and uh, Bill Paxton as well. I just think, you know, it's, you're more heavily engrossed in the lives of three men rather than one. So I, you know, it, it's it's not like a, you know, I, I didn't think it was a bad performance. I just think that there are stronger films performance wise from Hanks, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, I it's an iconic film, though, it really is. Um, and I would encourage everybody to, to watch it if, if they haven't. But yeah, my, my other, my other um, sort of picks just sort of beat that one to the, to the post, unfortunately. Definitely. I love Ron Howard as well, I have to admit. Yes, me too. Mm-hmm. Ron Howard is, is completely wonderful. Um, it's, it's a great film. And also James Horner, who, uh, who did the, the music for the, um, yes, for the film yes, as well. Yes, yes, for sure. It's great. Mm-hmm. Right. So my honourable mention uh, is uh, probably one of his older films, um, but mm-hmm. I have a, a lot of love for it, but it obviously didn't quite make the list. And that is Big. Oh, yes, Big. <laughs> so that, I mean, came out back in 1988. And um, yeah, again, that was one of the films that I watched kind of like when I realised, you know, I need to watch more Tom Hanks films. Um, and it's just a good bit of fun. Like it's not too, it doesn't take itself serious. It's just one that you can put on, sit back, relax, and just have a great time with it. Um, and I love the concept and the story. I think that's just completely great. And of course it has one of the most iconic scenes in a film, like ever, like people, you know, (laughs) you know, that stand standing piano scene, like everybody has seen that in some way, shape, or form. Even if you haven't seen it in the film, you've seen someone yeah. do it, you've seen somebody mention it or talk about it, mm-hmm. or you've seen it done in another film, and that's all because it was in this film. Um, like, it's, it's been done in The Simpsons, where, you know, if The Simpsons has done it, it must be good, because they, they pay homage to everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. You know. Yeah. I, I just mm-hmm. I just have a really great time with this film, and, and it's something that's Brilliant. nice to put on if you just don't really fancy something that heavy and you just want to have a bit of fun. Okie dokie. Now we are coming to the big part of the episode. We are at number one uh, and it mm-hmm. is time for us to say what our number one Tom Hanks film is. So what what is it? Right, this was hard because I was kind of umming and ahhing for ages about which one, and I settled on the Green Mile. Uh, the Green Mile absolutely broke me <laughs> the first time I watched it. It's so it is. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the Green Mile at all? Well, before we go, we go into it. Uh, my number one is also the Green Mile. Oh yes. <laughs> Um, we are totally on the same wavelength. I we really that. are. That's no, fantastic. like genuinely. I um Yeah. I get, this was another one of the films that I watched when I, you know, was kind of on a Tom Hanks binge. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was kind of, I was, I was worried about watching it because it's a very long film. Like, yes, it is. <laughs> it's a very, very long film. And sometimes long films can be quite daunting for me because sometimes my attention span doesn't want to go that far. But I was mm-hmm. completely engrossed in the entirety of it from the first second all the way to the last second of the film, just completely into it. Um, and mm-hmm. it's just so wonderful. I, I, I don't think I could have put anything else at the top, to be honest. Yeah, the, the whole thing's wonderful. I mean, obviously, obviously you know, Tom Hanks is a big part of it, but even, even his co-stars as well, you know, like the person who plays Percy is like pure, pure evil. Absolute evil. <laughs> like the worst character in any film. I hate him. Um, and I just think Tom is in this, you know, he he's really just trying his best to, to to navigate, like, you know, what's going on and to sort of, you know, form a friendship with with, with the inmate. And it's just, it's absolutely devastating, isn't it? Um, it is, possibly. It, it's, it's one of Stephen King's finest uh, novels as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. um, it is potentially one of the most devastating films I have ever seen. Like, and I yes. think as well that mm-hmm. I suppose in a way that's what makes the three hour runtime so good because it gives you that time to get attached to all mm-hmm. these characters, all these different characters, especially John Coffey. Um, yes. And it, it really does give, just give you time to mull it over completely and, and all these different relationships and all the different inmates and all the different guards and, just all the little intertwining storylines and mm-hmm. uh, you know and obviously you know with it being a Stephen King thing it's it has that fantastical element to it as well which I think just fits yeah. so incredibly well and again just adds to how utterly heartbreaking uh, the final moments of the film are mm-hmm. um, and Tom Hanks just does so well in, in his role as well um, it must be hard to have to try and pretend that you've got like a, a urinary tract infection when you're acting, when you don't actually have one. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it's a very, very visceral film for sure in, in many ways. And I think, you know, it, it, it's a very sort of intimate film as well, because in the sense, you know, it's quite an embarrassing thing and you don't really want to talk about it. Exactly. Um, and yeah. I think, you know, the, the way that it's portrayed in this film is is wonderful. And obviously the, when it's healed and, and how overjoyed he is when it's healed, it's... He's just exactly, such yeah. a convincing actor, yeah. It's, yeah, it's... he is. And the obviously mm-hmm. um the, the last moments of the film because there are there are a lot of shots in that sequence that really do just stay on Tom Hanks's face for quite the you know the majority of it and just the pure like again mm-hmm. just heartbreak and sorrow that you feel from Tom Hanks in that moment in those moments is just yeah, like, like next completely next level yeah it's 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 a very spiritual film as well in a way in the sense that he he genuinely believes that he's been condemned because of of what happened to john coffee and yeah i just and like he's the loveliest character paul edgecombe it's like if anybody deserves all the shit it's it's, it's Percy, in my opinion <laughs> you know <laughs> it's he's the one that deserves to, to rot in hell but like it's yeah it's Oh gosh, it's 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 a wonderful film. I just I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> I really yeah, am. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously all the other performances as well. I mean, Michael Clark Duncan as John Coffey is just oh, yes. amazing, mm. and uh, Sam mm. Rockwell as this um, one of the first films 
that Sam that I saw Sam Rockwell in. I think it's just absolutely mm-hmm. I mean Sam Rockwell can do anything. He's a bit like he's a bit like Tom Hanks in that sense. He's very, very good. Um and I also mm-hmm. um I also love Frank Darabont as well because Frank Darabont went on to do uh the first two seasons of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um uh, so I was quite a big fan of that. I think that was one of the other things that spurred me on to watch this film as well, because I'd obviously known that mm-hmm. he'd done The Walking Dead, and I loved the first two seasons of The Walking Dead so much. Um, yeah, so obviously, like, obviously in... the, Shawsh- the Shawshank Redemption as well, that was him too. Yes, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Just a legend. Uh, yeah, very excited to watch a film um, that was kind of written and directed by him, or adapted, shall I say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, again... If we are going to just bring it back to Tom Hanks for the one for one final time, just how absolutely incredible he is in this film, and I think it could possibly be considered one of his best performances. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, absolutely. I just think I I, I felt so connected to him, like because, like you said, it's such a long film, and you never really sort of lose interest, do you? Like you're just constantly engaged. And it's just, it takes a really strong actor to, to keep you that engaged. And I exactly. think he did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, there, there, there are moments where you think you, that you might lose your concentration, but then it just mm-hmm. pulls you right back in again. And uh, yeah, it is good. It's just so good. Right. Well, thank you very much. That was an absolute pleasure. Um, oh, th- I loved it. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed that. And obviously, if you haven't seen any of those Tom Hanks films, what you're doing, go and watch them right now. (laughs) Go watch them now. Yeah, that's your homework. (laughs) Uh, But before we head off, um, is there anything that you'd like to promote? Anything you've got coming up that you uh, want people to know about? Um, At the moment, I'm just sort of um, growing my blog and growing everything. So if you want to come and say hello, you can follow me on Twitter at LGTHblog. I am Lucy Goes to Hollywood and you can go on my website, say hello, tweet me and keep up to date with all the shenanigans I'm doing. Basically, I'm just having a good time. Well, thank you very much to Lucy for joining me. Now, one thing that she didn't mention uh, then, just because it was recorded uh, quite a bit ago, is that Lucy now has her own podcast, which is TV Time. It's an amazing podcast. She has a guest on every week and they just talk about a a different TV show every week and go in depth on that TV show. And I was a guest on TV Time. I was so happy to get on there. And we talk about the cult British reality TV show, Come Dine With Me. It was an absolute hoot. Uh, You can go and listen to it when it comes out over at the TV Time podcast. Uh, Yeah, it was just so fun and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. You can also catch her on her Twitter as well. Uh, Of course, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Presenter Alex and on Instagram as well under the same title. And you can catch me on film on Sunday, every Sunday on Bolton FM from 2 until 4pm online. Or if you're in Bolton, you can listen to it on FM. It's all up to you, whatever you want to do. Uh, As always, thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next week with another guest and another theme. See you later.